You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie Moon and her inspirational guests every Wednesday for the life-altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on MaddieMoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host. Maddie Moon. Hello, my tribe, and welcome to another episode of the Mind Body Musings podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Moon, and today I'm going to be diving deep into a topic that I bring up in coaching session after coaching session after coaching session. Don't know why I haven't made a whole podcast episode on this topic yet, but here we are today. It just came to me as I was walking my dog, Ollie, and I was thinking about this and a recent conversation I was having about it. And then I just thought, what the heck? Why have I not done a podcast about this? Because it's so freaking important. So that's why we're here today on this beautiful, sunny August day, which which I only have a few more days of being 26, by the way. I will be 27 in a few days on the 19th. So I am enjoying and soaking up my last few days of being 26 years old before the big 2-7. It's really not a big 2-7. I don't think there's a lot of big, exciting things that happen at 27 besides nearing even more so that beloved Saturn return we have talked about on this podcast a few times. And yeah, that's about it. I'm just pretty excited. And I thought that maybe today I would also share some updates on what's been going on with me. So my thoughts are that those updates could actually fill an entire podcast episode because a lot has been happening behind the scenes here. A lot that I have been experiencing and marinating on and breaking through and transforming very much so offline very much so in my in my real life so to say and I've wanted to wait a bit of time before I dive deep into that open it up and and jump inside and share and because I know that once that happens I get a lot of comments and questions and so I thought maybe I'll just hold off on that so I'll give you a, a little inside scoop on the update and I can dive in deeper if you so wish so if you're really curious to hear more about some of the recent transformations and experiences I've been having, I would be happy to do a whole podcast on this or maybe an Instagram live, but I don't know unless you tell me. So go head on over to Instagram and let me know. Yes, we want to hear more updates. Yes, tell us more about this period of transition you are going through. But before we head on over there, you know what I got to do. I got to read the review of the week. And this comes from Miss Kurtz. And she says, love your Wonder Woman power. Madeline Moon is a podcasting Wonder Woman. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Wow. 
She has such a brazen, honest, and raw voice that makes you feel like you're receiving advice from your best friend. Her insight, questions, and topics are always thought-provoking and inspiring. You will want to subscribe to this podcast and will definitely await each new episode. Thank you, Miss Kurz. That is, yeah, that is so sweet. The podcasting Wonder Woman. Hello, I love that. I just got Wonder Woman goosebumps. Thank you. Uh, I so appreciate your you taking the time to slow down and to write this review. These reviews, like I've mentioned, mean a lot more to me than just being reviews and comments on the show. They, 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 they bring me so much joy and gratitude, and and it's a source of love for me. It really is a source of love. So thank you for slowing down and taking the time to write this. Oh, my goodness! I gotta turn off my my cellular device sounds that is not okay all right and here we go life update so I have been doing a lot of relational work this year I think in um, Kelsey Grant's podcast episode we talked about how this year for me is the level two a number two which means relational and it is no surprise that I'm also in a relationship salon group and I'm working with about 16 other individuals on um, how I'm showing up in this world as trustable and and feminine and receptive and energetic and how I can go deeper into my vulnerability and self-love and my femininity in a way that I have never touched, a, a deep, deep, deep way that goes way beyond reading books and interviewing people, but doing transformative work that starts within my heart and goes all the way down into my my yoni and and the and feeling the two connected my my reproductive organs and my heart and my my head and and moving energy through my body in a very very deep and healing way and before the healing really happens as many of you are probably very familiar with there is a lot of not so much healing feelings it's it's a lot of intensity a lot of crying a lot of breakdowns a lot of feeling about a lot of rawness and a lot of emotion and the beautiful thing the tragically beautiful thing about about really healing is that it's like a domino effect. When you touch one thing and you're saying, yes, I'm okay, I'm still okay, I want more, I want to go deeper. When you start to feel one thing, you typically begin to feel a lot more things. So I want to bring you some encouragement if you are on this path of healing and you're touching something in your life that maybe you haven't touched before, such as a, a, a trauma a a family dynamic, a limiting belief, a fear. Maybe you're starting to look at that stuff deeper and you're realizing, oh, this fear is leading leading me into this fear. And this fear is leading me into this fear. Before you know it, your fears are going deeper and deeper and it feels almost like you're consumed with them. This is good. This is good. And if you are judging that experience, saying that I am feeling a lot and that is weakness, you start to shut off your capacity to feel on all sides of the spectrum. If you're cutting off your extent of vulnerability in a room full of people, you also cut off your extent of courage in a room full of people. And if you tell yourself you can feel a little but not feel a lot in one particular arena, you're really saying you can feel a little but not a lot in all particular arenas. So... I want to encourage all of you who are on this 
path of healing and maybe you feel overwhelmed, maybe you feel lost, maybe you feel like you're drowning or suffocating in an immersion of feeling, that's okay. My invitation to you is not to compartmentalize or move away from it or take a break from it. My invitation to you is to learn how to combine that immersion of emotion with your daily life. Learn how to express your love and your pleasure and your joy at the same time that you feel the rawness of your heart. It does not have to say, it does not have to be that this right here is a time period of tragedy and trauma and emotion and soon, sooner or later one day you will enter back into a time period of pleasure and joy. How about combining them both? How about the radical idea of not having to turn one off in order to have another, but instead learn how to be in the open-hearted state of rawness. Sometimes it will feel like pain. And also be so full of that emotion that you're feeling fully alive. And that fully alive feeling of the emotion is bringing you pleasure and joy. That's what I want to encourage all of you to do. And so this kind of goes into my life update. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm only going to give a little bit here, but through this period of transition and revealing for me, I've also felt, um, let's say, a, a desire for lightness because so much that I've been experiencing and healing and working through has been emotionally and energetically intense so to say um there's also been this feeling of too much grounded in one place and at the same time groundlessness like there have been moments where I've asked who am I what am I doing here those big questions that you know I thought I was over (laughs) they come back they always come back and it's good it's good to have these periods of reevaluating where we are in our lives and for me as I mentioned in, um, I guess, two episodes ago when I was talking about feeling uncertain and lost, the one thing that I came to, the one thing that I could hold on to, and if you haven't heard that episode, definitely go back and listen to it. So it, this will make a lot more sense. And these two go hand in hand together. The one thing that I, I definitely knew is that I was outgrowing, I, I am outgrowing where I'm currently living. I was no longer feeling very connected to the land here in Boulder, and I wasn't quite sure what was next. And I was also getting very subtle messages that I wasn't supposed to know. And with my black and white kind of mentality of I need to know, I need everything to be in a nice and tidy box, I need to understand, it was very challenging for me to just let go of not knowing. But at the same time, it was very, very... Mm, freeing just to stop there and to say I don't want to live here anymore and I don't know what's next and one thing has led to the other and all because I didn't rush that process I am now finding myself in a position where I am going to be traveling around and to different states um, with no absolute concrete plan but knowing okay I'll be I'll be in um, Oregon for the month of September to October and most likely California after that and then maybe somewhere else like New York and I will not be alone and if you're following me on Instagram you will be seeing much more of that I am sure of it not quite ready to go into those details right now but I wanted to to give you some 
some additional insight into whatever you're going through right now. If there's, if you're going through a time period where you feel something shifting, I want to encourage you to go back to what I was saying two episodes ago of finding the one thing that you do know, and then allowing the rest to unfold on its own. The, the fact that like the, the, the path in front of me of, of, putting all my stuff into storage and traveling around for a bit, that was not predetermined. This absolutely 100% fell into my lap. But it, it required me to slow down and not to rush. I was basically one signature away from getting a lease at another place in Boulder, but my heart kept closing at the thought of being in Boulder still. It kept tightening up and I was thinking, oh, this... I need to get apartment because I need to have everything in its place and have a plan, but ugh. And that's when I realized, wow, do I really need to have this plan, this place? Do I really need to have everything figured out? Because my heart right now, my intuition, my feminine energy, this wisdom in my body is saying, no, don't sign a lease. It's not right. There is a new chapter coming for you. Are you going to play small for the sake of holding on to control or are you going to play big and step into the uncertain space in front of you? And if you're into tarot cards or oracle cards at all, I kept pulling cards constantly that were saying, hey, it's okay, you're going going into like a fog, a mist, you're going into a lot that you cannot control and is very uncertain, just go with it, it's cool, just go with it, just go with it. I was getting cards that were saying big changes are coming. I need to release. I need to move forward. I was getting cards that were saying there's lots of choices in front of me. Just find the one thing that you can you can decide right now. And I didn't want to ignore those things. And I'm encouraging you not to ignore those things. Have a physical team. Have your friends. Have your therapist, your coach. Bounce things off with them. Have yourself, your intuition, your wisdom, your knowledge. And then also have your spiritual team, have your prayer, your tarot cards, your meditation, and be open to that next step coming to you in whatever way that it does. I, I'm, I'm feeling really certain of this path that I'm going down in a weird way, in a different way. I'm not certain as in I know everything that I'm going to be doing, but I'm certain as in this feels like exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be traveling around. I am not supposed to be grounded in one apartment right now. And um, some of the um, some of the context around this might sound kind of crazy, and I'm actually quite excited to share this with you when the time comes. Uh, I think it'll provide a lot of inspiration for any of you who aren't taking risks because they don't seem socially acceptable or uh, your logic says this can't work out if you do it this way. So I am quite excited to share that with you, just not in this episode. So that is my life update right now. If you are in um, Portland or New York or, or Santa Monica, I might run into you at some point. Okay, so here we go. We are gliding into the main heart and soul of this podcast episode. We are talking about one of the number one fears around becoming a coach that I hear all the time. And I have a feeling if you have ever considered being a coach, this is one of your biggest fears. And I'm also here to tell you today, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. And I have, let's see, right now I have five reasons why it's bullshit that I just came up with 
quite quickly, I could spend time and probably come up with 10 more. But these are the first five that came to me. And I'm really hoping that this podcast episode gives you some encouragement and some probably much needed kick in the butt to get started on becoming the coach that you're wanting to be, whether it's a body image coach, a fitness coach, a life coach, a relationship coach. This fear is probably coming up for you over and over and over again. And it's a, it's a fear that is so powerful. It can debilitate you from taking even the babyest of steps, like buying a domain, creating a logo, even reading an article about how to start a Squarespace site. Like it's that big of a fear, but it's also so puny, insignificant, and tiny. All right, so what's the fear? What's the fear, Maddie Moon? Tell us, what's the fear? It's the fear you're probably thinking of. Maybe not, because there's actually a lot of fears around becoming coach. But the one fear that I'm gonna bring up today is the fear that why would I become a coach if everyone else is doing it? Why bother becoming a coach? Everyone else is already saying what I want to say. Okay, so I had this, I had this fear for a while too. And I am, I do feel fortunate to have started my coaching career six years ago because there's even more coaches now and they're even more readily available to read about and to go into the blogs and the podcasts of because social media and everyone seems to have an Instagram or a Facebook or a podcast now or an Amazon Kindle book or an event, a retreat. Everyone is saying what you so desperately want to be saying. And it makes you feel insignificant, I'm assuming, maybe not, but maybe it makes you feel insignificant to be saying the things you hear everyone else saying first. And maybe I'm one of those people. Maybe you come on my podcast and you feel a little bit disappointed because I'm saying things that you're thinking too. And you're thinking, well, why would I bother? Why would I bother starting a podcast or having a website if Maddie is saying the things that I want to be saying? It's let's make a differentiation here. There's a difference between plagiarism and um, original content and inspiration. There's a very big difference between that. Plagiarism is saying what someone else said and writing it off as your own. Not cool. Not okay. Cite them. But then there is giving messages of encouragement, inspiration, love, self-love, relationship, and phrasing it in your own way from your own open heart. That is different. So I work with, I work one-on-one with a lot of business building coaches. I mentioned before, but I have two kinds of coaching I do. One type of coaching is just life coaching. We focus on the life. This means just life coaching. It's like really deep and really intense. But this focuses on maybe uh, perfectionism, the feminine, the masculine, limiting beliefs, money mindset, just self-belief, believing in yourself, protecting yourself, nourishing yourself, setting boundaries, anything and everything. Lots of body image still, food freedom. I, I work with that. And then the other kind of coaching I do is a hybrid of life coaching and business building, online business building, basically becoming a coach or creating a, um, a unique business that has been on, on their heart. So we do that kind of coaching as well. And I hear very often, I, I really want to coach and I really want to get out there. But the more that I get online and I start reading about what other people are doing, the more overwhelmed and discouraged I feel. 
one, I want to say I get it. I empathize with you. I have read books before that I loved so freaking much. I just wanted to eat them. I love these books so much, but I was also filled with so much rage because these books didn't come from my head. You ever had that experience? I read in a book once that men, it's, it's very similar to this. Men, when they see a beautiful woman, they have one of two feelings that happen. Either they want to destroy her or they want to have her. They want to own her or they want to destroy her. It's like this very, and, and, um, I might get some, I don't know if I'll get some nasty emails about that, but it's not, it's not meant to say that a a man actually wants to kill, like literally wants to kill her, but there is this primal desire to destroy what you cannot have. And I think that's very similar to what many of us experience, our ego experiences when we see something beautiful. We either want it not to exist or we want to own it. And this does come from the ego and its search for importance and significance and ownership and power and all those all those fun things. And I've had that experience. I've read books before that were so freaking phenomenal that I loved. I wanted to cry because of how blissed out I felt by reading a certain combination of words that made a sentence that spoke to my soul. And I also wanted to throw it in the fire because I was so pissed off that I didn't create that book. And it also discouraged me from writing certain books in my past. Many of you don't know this, but I've written several, several book proposals. And I've, I've written a couple books that sit in Word documents in my computer. They just sit there because probably along the way I read a book that was better than my book. And that book already exists. So why bother writing my book when that book exists? But here's the thing. Some people are going to resonate way more with my style of writing rather than the other person's style of writing. That same book I wanted to destroy and eat at the same time. I don't really want to eat it, but you know when you see something cute, you would just want to eat it? Yeah, okay, basically I did want to eat the book. Anyways, that same feeling that some of us get whenever we see something that we either want to you know, destroy or or own for another person and has absolutely no significance to them. That same book that I had that emotion with, I passed it along to someone else and they could care less for it. In fact, they didn't like it. Several people didn't like it. I've received a lot of negative feedback about that book. Actually, now that I think about it, most books that I have absolutely adored did not land with people I have passed it along to. And, and I find that really fascinating. And so sometimes they poke around like one of the books, this is not the book that I wanted to burn or eat, but one of the books I loved was, um, you are a badass at making money. And many of my clients that I assigned that book to, it did not land with them. And I've, I've asked why and why I can't figure it out. And I've, I've done, I've dug to the bottom of that, of figuring out why it hasn't been landing with, with a few people. But this goes to show that for you, something you see as remarkable and beautiful and amazing might not land with someone else. And that's great. It means that we're all individuals. We're all different people. We have our likes and our dislikes. And this goes back to one of the things I'll talk about today of why this fear is total bullshit of thinking everyone's saying what I'm saying. Yeah, everyone might be saying something about self-love, but does that mean that everyone is speaking right directly into the heart's of thousands around the world about self-love? No, some people are obnoxious. Some people trigger people. Some people are too loud. Some people are too quiet. Some people talk too fast. I have people who do not like what I do. 
People do not like what I do. They come here, they never come back because they don't like my show. Whereas someone else who might be saying something very similar to what I'm saying, but they look different or they do video or they talk a little slower, they love what they have to say because there's something about them that inspires that person. Typically, this is a fun fact, if you see qualities in people that you really, really like, Typically, what that actually is, is qualities within yourself you really, really like. So my best girlfriends here in Boulder, I really love them and they have become my best girlfriends because they have qualities that I have. Isn't that kind of funny? It's like we're looking for ourselves and other people and it's so true. Like they might be extra playful, but they also can be serious. They're active, but they also can watch a Netflix movie with me. We do the same thing with our partner. We don't necessarily date people because we like them. This is, I mean, this is true. We do like them, but also, and maybe even more of a reason why we date people is because we like the way they make us feel about ourselves. You could probably think about someone that you've dated before that you just felt timid around, awkward, like you never knew if your jokes were going to land with them. So you just didn't, didn't joke at all. Maybe you were boring and that version of you that kept showing up with this person you just didn't really like, you stopped dating them most likely because you didn't like who you were with them. Then you found someone else that you were with that you laughed and you felt funny and you felt feminine, you felt sexual, you felt juicy, you felt free. You like this person a lot, right? It's because you like who you are with them, right? Okay, so when people see stuff, when they come to my podcast, that's why I know like the review I read today and a lot of other reviews, people say it's like getting, when you're coming to my show, it's like getting advice from your best friend. The people who say those kind of comments on my show, they see in me something in them, something they would like to have in their best friend, playful, silly, fun, like them. Are you following me? So what I'm saying here in all this is that we resonate with speakers and teachers and coaches who remind us of ourselves so if you want people to come to you and listen to you guess what you have to become you that is going to be the selling point of hiring you over someone else so this is going to be my number one point here the number one reason why, I mean, this is kind of, this is really in no particular order, but the number one reason why um, this idea of why should I become a coach because everyone else is doing it is bullshit is because there is no you. There is no you. There's never been a you before. You are 110% unique. There's only one of you. And if you, be, if you act like someone else and you try to take on their persona, write exactly like them, that beautiful void that you fill in this world, the space that is uniquely you, is gone. And there's two of that other thing. Okay? So this is, this is encouragement that, yes, don't let, do not let the fear of saying what other people are saying stop you from becoming a coach. If you feel overwhelmed that a lot of coaches out there are talking about how to get good sleep and how to love yourself and how to have healthy relationships. Now, remember, we're not saying plagiarism. We're saying the, we're not saying verbatim saying, writing someone 
writing a post that sounds exactly like one of my posts or another coach's post that's different, that's plagiarism. But coming up with your own unique point of view on something and perspective with your personality, that's what's going to set you apart. Even if you're saying the same general stuff, even if you're saying the same stuff about self-love and body image and eating more calories and sleeping more and yin and yang and feminine and masculine, that is great. What's going to make you different is who you are. The fact that you spell certain words differently that you, I know one woman who, um, who writes on Instagram and she just like every last letter, she just writes like four times. Like, hey, what's up, guys? It's so good to hear from you. Like, she just, she's just like different that way. She likes to add extra letters at the end of what she's saying. And I write, um, I don't write the word exactly. I write egg exactly. And I always have a scrambled egg next to it or whatever that egg emoji is. Exactly. Like, if I'm afraid to show who I am and say that I could eat a book right? If I'm like trying to be so vanilla so that I please everyone and I don't say things about eat a book, then I'm not really revealing who I am. And I risk and I miss out on sharing a message that speaks to the people who speak my language. Because I have many clients I've worked with that hired me, not someone else, because they felt more comfortable with my weirdness and my quirkiness and my laid backness. And that, even if I'm sharing the message of self-love, even if I even though I have hundreds of people that come on this podcast and I share their messages, very easily they could go hire them. And I know many of you guys have, have hired people that I have had on the show because you like the way they talked. And that's not a threat to me. It's not a threat. In fact, it's beautiful. And I want everyone to find healing with the right coach for them. And maybe you work with someone for a while, then you work with me, then you work with someone else, and you evolve and you keep growing and you keep going into new phases of your life and resonating with different people. And that's good. So my encouragement with this number one point is not to let the fear of everyone is saying the same thing stop you from becoming a coach yourself because you already have something that no one else has and that's who you are, your unique personality. That is always going to be the number one selling point to any coach It's not the fact that I promote self-love that people hire me. They don't hire me because I'm a fan of self-love. They hire me because of the way I approach the topic of self-love. Other people don't hire me because of the way I approach (laughs) self-love. Some people hire me because of the way I approach the feminine, the masculine, and how I put together my sentences and raise my voice and lower my voice and blah, blah, blah. Other people don't hire me because of those things. And they hire someone else because they do it in a different way they resonate with. And this is good. This is good, good, good. Because it's a way that we can filter out who is in our tribe, who resonates with us, who we want to be in the tribe of. I have found my teachers because not because they're saying something completely different than any other teachers ever said. It's because of the way they do it, the way they hold space for me, the way that they guide me and lead me and and don't judge me or shame me, but the way that they encourage me. And they also call out my own bullshit. They do it in a very loving way that I enjoy, but I also am very awakened to. So number one, your personality is what's really going to make the difference between you and all the other coaches. Don't worry so much about, oh no, we're all talking about loving ourselves and eating food and 
nourishing our bodies and dating. It's okay. That's what makes up life. It's expected. It's expected. We're talking about a lot of the things that make up life because we're all here alive at the same time. Number two, even though it may feel like everyone is saying the same thing and there's so many coaches out there, there's actually not. It only feels that way. It only feels like there's so many coaches. It's oversaturated because you're immersed in this world. I'm sure at some point you've been immersed in something else and then it felt the same way. Oh, everyone does hip hop dancing. Oh, everyone plays the clarinet. Oh, everyone makes pottery. Everyone's in bodybuilding. Oh, everyone likes to sing. Mm, No, typically when we like something, we immerse ourselves in it. I forget all the time when I'm doing acrobatics that the stuff I'm doing is actually hard because I'm surrounded by people who are really skilled and they're doing really skilled tricks. And I ask myself, why am I still scared to do this trick? I shouldn't be scared anymore. And then someone normally has to remind me, Madeline, you're doing something that like 0.000001% of the population does. It's actually pretty scary. But it feels like everyone can do these things because everyone in the room I have immersed myself with does those things. And that's the way it feels with coaching. It only feels that way. Like everyone is talking about the same thing. The coaching world is oversaturated because you're so in it. You probably follow a whole bunch of coaches on Instagram. You probably listen to a whole bunch of self-help podcasts and read a whole bunch of self-help books. Whereas someone else who lived in a different part of the country and had a very different career and a very different life and had maybe a man that has three kids and mouths to feed and works in plumbing and his favorite part about the week is going to Outback Steakhouse. Like he may not be in the personal development field. His favorite thing might be watching Ice Road Truckers on TV, right? And and the majority of the world is very much not immersed in the coaching space. It's pretty unique. So I would actually like to say that becoming a coach right now is one of the best times because it's it's picking up speed. People are becoming more open to it. There's less shame around hiring help. And social media and having a website has never been more available ever. This is a beautiful time to become a coach, a perfect time to become a coach. The third thing I would like to point out is the thing about everyone saying the same thing. Um, I'll make this one brief, but I just want to make this statement that nothing is original. We're all recycling everything. This stuff goes all the way back to philosophers and to um, religion and goes back into our ancestors. We are all primates really we're all primates we all we have ancestors we have history we have pain points we have messages we what we're doing now is we're all recycling very inspirational messages of self-love because we realize how much our planet needs it and that's why it's so important that you combine your personality with what you're saying a lot of us are saying a lot of the same messages and it's, it's important now more than ever to not be the flavor vanilla, to be your unique flavor, to be Rocky Road and be mint chocolate chip, be something different. Add in your spice. And yes, when you add in spice, some people will say, I hate spice. And some people will be like, whoop, whoop, spice all the way. So either way, number one, you want to be true to yourself. Add in your unique spice, not someone else's unique spice, your unique spice. And then if you have a certain message that you're really loving right now, 
That's another pro tip. If you are starting out with coaching, find the thing you feel most confident to coach in. Sometimes it feels very scary to be in this world where you call yourself a life coach and you're opening up the doors to all of life. My encouragement is to pick the thing to get very specific as a coach to begin with about one thing. I became a body image coach five years ago when I started, when I really, really started. I had already been coaching, but I got even more dedicated to my coaching craft as a very specific body image coach because that's what I was most comfortable coaching. Couple years after that, that's when I started opening up the doors to other things. And now I'm all around life coach with whatever you're dealing with, trauma, death, breakup, love, open-heartedness, vulnerability, anything. But find the thing right now that you feel most comfortable with coaching and get as specific as possible. You can become a different kind of coach later on. You could open up the doors to other things, but for now, find the thing that's going to get you the most excited to hop on those coaching calls with people, something that makes you feel fulfilled and driven. And you know that people's lives will be safe with you in that area. Okay. That also goes without saying, okay. Number four, here's the honest truth. There's never going to be enough coaches Look at the state of America right now. Look at the stuff that's happening. We need healers. We need as many healers as possible. You being a healer does not, not threaten me as a healer. And I think that's really important to share. Having as many healers as possible in this world is not a threat to anybody. You are not taking away any clients that I could be having. We need more coaches. We need more speakers. We need more people that are stepping into their unique truth and finding their voice and opening up. There will never, ever, ever be enough coaches. Ever. We need more. We need more good coaches, right? <laughs> the ones walking the talk. Not just coaches in general, but those who are responsible responsible and taking their craft seriously. And that means investing money in your craft. You want to be a good coach, you need to have a good coach. That That's what it looks like to be a serious coach and really taking your job with responsibility and knowing that what you're doing is no small thing. Even if you only have one client, that is one client who is completely trusting in you. Are you trustworthy? Are you doing your work? Are you talking about being vulnerable, but yet you're never vulnerable? Are you hopping on social media and saying that you used to be perfectionism, but now everything is great, even though you struggle with it every single day? This is what being honest looks like in being a trustable coach. Your vulnerabilities does not make you weak as a coach and doesn't mean people won't take you seriously. There are certainly some ways that you can phrase things to be vulnerable and to also provide some sort of inspiration and insight to your followers. And that is something that I'd be more than happy to talk about with anyone who's interested in taking coaching to that next step because that is a skill to be bringing forward your honest truth and doing it in a way that calls others to bring forward their honest truths. That's really the goal as a coach is to lead by example. And that means doing the work. That means going into those dark places on your own too. It means doing your healing. Your healing ripples off into your client's healing. It's not just stopping with you. If you are a coach of any sort, the healing and the work and the money you invest in your own, your own health and well-being, that ripples down into your clients. That changes their lives. My last reason... The, the, the last reason why the fear on becoming a coach because everyone else is becoming a coach, so why even bother? Um, the last reason why that's total bullshit is because it's simply your ego needing to find a reason to stay small. 
as it so desperately wants to look big. Your ego desperately wants to be significant and important. And when it feels threatened, like its significance and importance might not come to fruition the way you want it to, it finds a way to not even bother trying at all. So this fear around everyone's doing this, I need to look different, I need to look special. That's your ego trying to make sure you're safe and you're playing small. Play with your ego. Don't push it away. Say, I hear you, ego. I hear you. You want to be important, don't you? I get it. And know that even having one person coming to your social media feed and listening to what you have to say, that is providing someone with support and with love. Remember, you are not here on this planet Earth to do anything. You're not here for your activities and your accomplishments. You're here to live and you define living on your own terms. Maybe right now you feel the most alive learning how to become a coach and hiring a coach and doing your work and walking your talk and and maybe traveling. Maybe you're finding purpose in, in, a, in a, a life you want to live by becoming pregnant and to be in a relationship and learn how to cook. Maybe right now Netflix and chill is how you're feeling purposeful. All of that is good. All of that is fine. We define what we do to have a fulfilled life. We define that. No one else does. Becoming a coach is something that you'll probably do in your lifetime if this is, if, if this is hitting home for you. But it still doesn't mean that's why you're here. I, th- I really think fundamentally we are all here in order to live through happiness and joy. And we define that on our own terms. So really all of life is definable to you. No one can tell you why you're here. And maybe you can't even tell yourself why you're here. So that's why it's important not to get attached to any job you have on this lifetime and instead become more in tune with the feelings you have. Are they feeling, are the feelings aligning with where you're at in life and what you wanna be moving towards? I hope you'd enjoyed this podcast episode. I really love talking about it and I could talk about it all day long. Um, if this resonates with you, I would love to to speak with you further on it. I would love to see if my coaching would be a good fit for the coach that you want to become, whether you want you already have a coaching business and you want to go to that next level or you are just now getting started and you want to have some accountability, some direction, some steps one, two, and three, and you're also interested in receiving life coaching at the same time, you can go to maddiemoon.com slash coaching, read my testimonials, read more about my coaching packages, and then fill out the application. Should not take long, but the more information you give me, the better, because I'm going to email you back with some more questions anyway, so I can hear more about what you're wanting to create in your life. And if that feels good, we can move on to a complimentary call where I'll ask you even more questions, all the questions, um, so I can get as close as crystal clear on your goals, your dreams, your mission, your quest right now and how I can support you because I do take what I do seriously and I want to make sure that I'm serving all of my clients to the fullest and the best of my ability. So if this resonates with you, I encourage you to apply maddiemoon.com slash coaching. I will have the link to that on the show notes for this. This is episode 217. Regardless, I'm encouraging you now. I'm leaving you off with this encouragement of taking that first step 
face that fear. Don't fight the fear. Face that fear head on. Acknowledge it. It's here for a reason. But also know that it's bullshit. It's bullshit. And keep these reasons close to you if you ever need a reminder of why you are on this mission to speak your truth publicly and become a coach and to help guide others. We need you. They need you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you have kind words to say and you would leave your thoughts, you can go on over to iTunes, write a review and then leave a review of the show or go over to Instagram and comment on the photo for the this episode. I would love to hear your thoughts there. Thanks so much for sticking around. I look forward to speaking with you guys with another amazing, 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 amazing guest. Probably one of my favorite episodes I've ever had, actually. Really big deal. Uh, next week. All right. See you there.